Hello, hello. So, welcome back. Um, so, remember now I'm back in South Africa. I wrote my exams and everything went well. And um, life as it was, I seemed to be okay-ish. In the sense that I was still able to try and find a job, you know. I knew where I was going and everything was balancing. And now I felt that sort of comforts because I saw my family and they've seen me and you know um, we've reunited sort of in as much as uh, it was not back in good terms because you know how it is when you come back and people are happy and excited but you still want to tackle issues um, such as why is this why is that why is this why is that why am I hearing about this and, so, and sort of things um, I'm not going to go to that but it didn't last very long as well it was just one of those things where I felt you know at the end of the day whatever happened happened and now I'm here I'll take care of everything and um, let just let me just um, let bygones be bygones it's not going to help me in any case yeah and then um, I think I only stayed two months in Durban and uh, during the two months that I, um, I was I was in Durban, because um, nothing had come up in as much as there were very promising um, uh, instances, I started business. I registered a company, Wise Master Company, uh, and it was meant to be a training company because training is all that I knew and training is all that I know, yeah? Well, not to say all my eggs are in one basket, but I'm just telling you about my core, yeah? So, yes, I did open my business and thought that, you know what, let me just go into business in the meantime and see what happens if I'm not going to get lucky getting a job. And then straight after two months, I was called in for an interview. I remember when I, I was called in for an interview, it was November. It was November. It was at Orion Hotels, but it, it was the um, it was the head office Orion. <laughs> So I was, I was, I mean, the only time that I had gone to Johannesburg, I had gone to Johannesburg and it was my going to Johannesburg because I needed to open, you know, the Rudaport uh, MTN, the, they've got two MTNs in Rudaport, the, the two very big entities. We had to open the, the restaurants at the MTN. So I was part of the opening team for that MTN. So that was the first time that I traveled to Johannesburg while still in uh, South Africa with um, Sun International, with Sibai Casino, remember? So then I also traveled to Johannesburg because like our head office was in Johannesburg while still working for Sibai Casino. So I used to travel to other hotels and to hotel openings. I remember I did two openings with Sibar Casino, if I'm not mistaken. I did the boardwalk. They opened the hotel. The hotel that is owned by, I've forgotten the lady's name, the five-star hotel. We opened that one, but that one is in PE. But then I had to start in Johannesburg. We picked up the team from there. I think we stayed a couple of days. And then we waited for Cape Town, and then we went to open PE. So that made it two times to Johannesburg. And I think the third time was when, I think there was a merger. There was a merger from South Africa to uh South Africa with a headline leisure management, which was the, the, the yeah, which, which was the actual mother company that was taken over from, 
no, no, that was taken over by Sun International when they undertook um, every uh, contracting staff under them as Sun International, yeah. Uh, that was headline leisure management, yeah. So that made it three instances to Johannesburg, yeah. So my going to Johannesburg, I was still not familiar with what Johannesburg is like, you know. The only times that I had come on those instances were work reasons or work related. But I had a couple of friends, well, a lot of friends, good acquaintances whilst working there. I remember one of them was Pat. Pat was a le- uh, was lesbian, and as a result, she was married. She had a house in Don Park. So whenever I came to Johannesburg, I used to make sure that I let her know because she, what she did was she used to take me around Johannesburg. She showed me town. You know, she would like to show me places like she went to Chuff Posey, you know, to show me those very significant areas of Johannesburg because I didn't know. I was coming from Durban, fresh from Durban, and Durban was the only thing that I knew that like at the time, yeah. So that's how I knew Pat. So when I was coming to Johannesburg, I also informed Pat Pat, I have found a job. I found a job. It's in Johannesburg and it is in Newtown. Is it Newtown? Yes, it is. So that's where the head office is, is in Newtown. It's Orion uh, head office, 14th floor. Yeah, she said, oh no, I am familiar with it. So what you do is um, when you ca- when you are ready to come this side, let me know everything. You're going to stay by my place and um, let's see what happens, yeah? And I was very happy with that. So Don Park was actually quite far from, um, was quite far um, because from Don Park to town took me an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, yeah? To get to Don Park, I mean, to get from Don Park to town, yeah? But then when I went to Johannesburg the first time, that first time around, I think it was the first month I was not driving. And then the second month, the second month to Johannesburg, I bought a car. I bought a car, yeah, so that I'm able to be viable. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Pat was very nice to me. And then I started renting her place uh, whilst I was working with Orion Hotels. But I didn't work with Orion Hotels for very long. In as much as it was a big portfolio that I had, I was training manager with Orion Hotels. I didn't work with them. As a result, I don't even put them on my CV. I didn't, I didn't work with them for a very long time because... Um, when I worked with that group, it was still on its stemming stages with regards to training. So um, I found myself having to do a lot and not being able to concentrate on one thing that led somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, you find yourself doing busy work, which was not something that I was very excited about because I was coming from an environment where everything is planned out and the only thing that you need to do is you pick up and then you do and you know what to deliver on but then this time around uh, I didn't really have stats I didn't really have um, the deliverables which made me feel like I'm going backwards instead of going forward so mm, what I decided to do was uh, I'm gonna work but I am not going to 
concentrate so much on work. I'm going to concentrate a lot on business or in business. Yeah. So I was doing business at the time and I was quite fortunate because in the midst of that, when I was not working, you'd find that I would take some leave days or some off days and I was able to go and, uh, you know, to go and attend to some of my other clients, which I had already found and underwise master company. And I was, um, I frequented a lot of, uh, web, I mean, seminars and, um, my, with my doing that, I was exposed to quite a lot that actually helped me in business. Yeah. It enacted my love for business or, in, uh, okay. Yeah. My love for business or self-employment because I'm not going to call it entrepreneurship because the only time I was able to actually employ people was very later on in the stage when I was already in business. Yes. But then I had a partner. So yeah, I'm not going to regard it at that time because when I was at that time, I was just self-employed, not an entrepreneur. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, and then I was very lucky. And then I was also very tact as well. I made lots of connections and those connections were very fruitful to my livelihood in business. Like, I, I, I got quite a number of contracts. And not only that, I remember I was funded by NYDA 50,000, I think two times. First time. I think it was 30,000, but then that was just for branding, was for advertising and whatnot, the company side. And then after that was, I think it was funded around four, yeah, it was 49,000 or 50,000 rands there for equipment and stuff like that for the business, for the training. But the only thing was I could not go full on because training in as much as, yes, I was making money, but it was not a lot of money to sustain myself in Johannesburg because with Pat as well, I was renting. Yeah. And, you know, when it came to my renting at Pat's place, it was also because I didn't understand Johannesburg. I was also very scared to explore because I had like I had like heard a lot of stories about Johannesburg. So I didn't want to be alone, to be honest. Yeah. I, I felt comfortable in as much as it was far from Pat's place, which was in Dawn Park. I felt like I'm comfortable because I've got someone who I can share stuff with you know and i've got someone who can actually tell me where to go how to go about things yeah cool yeah so yeah that was like awesome and then uh, uh yeah but then with pat again there was a time where i had to move out from pat's place and the time that i had to move out from pat's place was like pat was lesbian but pat understood very well that i'm straight but she like uh, she did things that like made me very confused. Like when I started staying with her, she, I didn't have any furniture. I didn't have to buy furniture. I came to her house, right? And that's her house. So there's no need for me to bring furniture because she had a fully furnished house. And second of all, she sort of spoke me. I'll say that she washed my stuff. And I didn't ask for it. She just volunteered. She used to do my washing for me. The only thing I needed to do was just iron. She cooked. She's a chef by profession. So she cooked. She had a lot of dishes that she would be making. And when I came from work, it was already ready for me. I didn't have to cook. Like most of the time, I'd just be washing dishes. And it was not very often as well. 
But then I think with her doing that, she thought that she, she had a chance with me. Only to find that later on, I think it was eight months down the line, she realized that it's not going to happen. Then she started getting very cruel about everything, right? Pat started, like, asking me things like, okay, why are the dishes not washed? And then I'd be, I'd be looking at her very weird because, like, I'd be like, how? But you're the one that usually washes the dishes and I, you never ask such questions. But then I'd get up and then I'd wash them and then I'd be quiet about it. And then all of a sudden she'd be complaining about the twin tub not working properly and then I'd be like I don't wash you wash I just iron you know so and I think the only time that I would be using the machine it would be once because Nakona it was when she start, stopped washing stuff for me and I was like how oh, I don't understand what's going on here once one time six months six months you've been washing for me all of a sudden you stop and I'm like okay I'm not going to ask because I think it's unfair it's not like I'm paying for it and then I'd be washing my stuff it's cool now that I'm washing my stuff and then now you're complaining about machine and then that's where to me I'm like oh okay maybe she doesn't want me to use it anymore and then I was like okay cool keep quiet um you're only paying rent you're not paying for the machine anyway and then I did my hand washing, which was still fine with me. If she wasn't complaining about that, she'd be complaining about my untidiness, which I didn't understand how it was untidy when it was her who said she's going to be cleaning the house, you know, and then I'd be busy with my stuff. And then another thing about what was happening, what made me comfortable is when I met Pat, she was in the verge of losing her house, in the verge of losing her house in the in the sense that she lost the job. Pat lost the job at Tsar Africa. Tsar Africa bought the company that she was working under and Pat was not working. When I met her, or when I stayed with her, it was a good thing on her, on her part because I was going to be paying rent i remember at the time i forgot how much i was paying but it was enough for her to pay off not pay off but pay her bond pay towards her bond because if i was not there she was not going to be able to pay to pay towards her bond yeah so then after that um i found her a job i was working with orion so when i worked with orion and she wasn't working i spoke to a couple of chefs the head chefs i was i was good friends with mario he was german a very nice guy who i was really fond of and we were sort of like dated with uh with him so i uh, you know uh, because he was also sous chef you know i'm dating the guy so i asked the i asked for I asked for a job and then he said, no, she can come. And then she got a job without even going for an interview. So to my, to myself, you know, I'm not saying that's how I compensated it. I'm paying rent. So when she's doing all of these things, I'm just thinking I treat her like a sister. So I'm guessing she's treating myself, me, me as a sister as well. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's why she's doing all of this. But now when she's stopping, I was fine with it. But when she started complaining, I was like, oh, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, maybe it's also time for me to move out because I don't think I can stand this. In as much as we were working like together in the sense, but it was like, I, no, I cannot stand this because like, I don't understand this woman anymore. And then sometimes she'd be fine again. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, oh, she's turned, you know? So, ah. I started looking for a place to stay. So I was very lucky to find a place in um, Nam uh, in Muirdale. Um, 
and it was safe. I went there, I checked it out and the place is safe. And I was very happy uh, with the surroundings and um, that it's close to Southgate Mall. I walked literally to Southgate. It was like two minutes, Southgate, walking. And we had like all the shops around, you know. I was very happy. And then, um, and, and, and all right, in hotels, I met two good friends. I made two good friends, Nomvula. And I also I uh, had Umtutu Zeli. Umtutu Zeli, my be- who became la- who later became my best friend. He's a guy. He was in accounts, yeah. And then we know we started looking, and then they said this is a good place for you. So I knew I no longer needed to rely on uh, pets only or solely. Yeah, it was a good thing. So cool. So then, yeah, I moved out, and Pat was like, "Oh, you didn't tell me that you're moving out, so you need to pay for the month that you didn't inform." You know, she was very johannesburgish for me because that's how i regarded johannesburg people as people who eat from other people's pockets without feeling sorry for those people you know sort of thing so it's like okay cool no it's fine if that's how you want things to be pat then it's fine and then i said no it's fine then i'm going to pay um the the, um, the amount even though you know for sure i'm not going to be staying here because you told me she had already counted she she had already budgeted that I'm going to be paying. Now my moving out without her being um her being informed means that um I'm disturbing everything that she had planned for. So I said, no, it's fine, Pat. I'm going to pay. Oh shame, I didn't pay. I went to said, no, no, I'm going to deposit the money. And then when she saw me at work, I was like, okay, I was very confident about it. I was like, no, man, I just wanted to, for you to get off my back. I had lots of things to think about, but I'm not going to be paying up that amount. She started threatening me and whatnot. So I was like, ah, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I'm not going to be paying that money anyway until today. <sighs> anyway. So yeah, I moved to Southgate. Southgate was beautiful. And I started going out because... Now, Southgate, Southgate was close to the place called Tinties, Tinties, however you want to pronounce that, but I call it Tinties, ne? Tinties was nice. We met a couple of nice people at Tinties, like, yo, guys. And so my friend, Nomvula, we used to go out like literally every, every Friday and Saturday. And we used to go to Aspen. I'm sure that you guys know Aspen by Winchester Hills. And we used to meet your rich guys, you, you know, elite company. Nomvula was a very well known. Uh, she still is. It's just that now she's got two kids. She gave birth very late and it was her choice. So, yeah, we went to Aspen. And then if it was not t- uh, Aspen, it was Tinties. If it was not that, it was going to be Polos, which is in the center of um, Winchester and Aspen. So it was beautiful. I was like, my goodness. Okay, now I'm starting to be exposed to what Johannesburg is. Hey, but guys, I was very dull when it came to dating people around here in Johannesburg. First of all, (laughs) I didn't understand a lot of things that was going on, you know. For me, I I don't know. Um, Overseas was exposure, but it was clean exposure. No hidden agendas. And Durban, Durban is what it is. It's small and you smart, you smart, you dull, you dull, but you still know what's going on. But Johannesburg for me, I felt like, or still feel like it's just a lot of hidden agendas with its people that are planning everything for them, themselves, and 
for them to prosper all on their own. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, stereotype that, but that's just how I feel. But then I felt more of that when I came to Johannesburg, but then it was only later on how I figured out the, how things work. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, like my dating, uh, nothing down now. Um, at uh, Orion, you remember the German guy? So, ah, uh, he was okay, but the only problem is uh, he had a kid and then he had to travel. Um, he, he found a job with another cruise liner and he had to leave South Africa. So, in as much as we were chatting and we did Skype, it didn't work because it was long distance. I'm not that type of date. Uh, I'm not that type of lover. Yeah. I'm a contact type. So, it didn't work and he knew it wasn't going to work because I informed him before he even went. Yeah. That was Mario. Yeah. So cool. Uh, he understood and we're still good friends. It's fine. And then now. <sighs> Now I start exploring this side. Hey, but now these things, I for me, it was just not connecting. I was like, yo, all right, she starts with this guy. And then this guy comes off as a very decent person. You know, you know, the, you know the ones that you meet in the club. Comes off as a decent person. You know, they'll come. Then they'll be flashing. You know, they very. They, I found I found them to be very flashy. You know, they'll be flashing cash. So, so, you know, in the sense that they'll be buying bottles. You know, champagne and whatnots for you. And you know, they'll be asking, "When am I going to see?" Everything for me felt so press and push for the now. Like I, I was not used to that. You know, I'm the slow type. You know, so I was like, hey, okay, okay. Ugh, this for me, this Johannesburg thing, I don't know if it's going to work so good or so well for me. I was informing Nomvula. Nomvula said, no, man, this is how things are. Just relax your soul and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then, uh, you know, the life where you start driving people's cars and, you know, you keep yours at home. Hey, first of all, it, I was not very comfortable with it when I started. But then after that... Ah, I started getting comfortable. I understood it to be a norm, you know, things such as, you know, you come and then, uh, uh, you know, um, you visit people and then they'd be like, okay, because you took an Uber. Um, it wasn't an Uber per se at the time. What was it that we used? To, uh, it was a cab. And then they're like, okay, I, I'm not willing to drive you home sort of thing. So how about you take this extra car? And then, uh, well, you'd bring it back or I'm going to bring a guy. I'm going to send a guy to you um, in the using a cab and then he'll pick up the car. Or, and then we'll just make a plan, you know, sort of thing. So I got used to that kind of life. But then it was driving expe expensive cars, to be honest with you. You know, I really, really started uh, being accustomed to this life. It was very nice. It was actually beautiful. It was awesome. And then I remember I met this guy. Um, his name is Tabo. Well, I doubt that anyone would know that this guy. Yeah, I'm sorry to mention the name. I didn't. I shouldn't have. I think. So he was. Uh, he had lots of businesses, and also he had. Um, he also uh, works with um, the test. One of the testing stations in in Randburg. So ah, uh, this guy, yo, that guy. He showed me life. Hey, when I started here in Johannesburg. But the problem with this guy, Tabo, he didn't tell me he was married. But then I used to always see the white ring 
um, the ring, not the actual ring, but then, you know, the white ring that you have to show that you, you wear a ring or you used to wear a ring, ring. So I asked him, are you married? He's like, no, I'm not married, you know, but then hey, every time I meet this guy, his cell phone is never around him. It's always under, it's, it's always under his, um, it's under his chair, yeah. But then I was like, I then what's up with all of that? Me coming from where I'm coming from, I'm thinking, you know, it was fine for me to ask questions. In as much as I'm being spoiled here, this guy, my car is gathering dust there, and me, I'm driving his car here. If I'm not driving this one series, I'm driving this, you know, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I used to call it the Lord of the Rings. I loved his Audi. It's like how, oh, yeah, guy. Like so now, what's going on? Why do you ha- always have your phone? You know, I started asking questions. And had I known then what I know now about what happens here in Johannesburg with people being married and having straight side chicks i think i don't know if i would have bought into that lifestyle you understand because to be honest with you it was indeed working because like he paid rent not only paid rent every time he came he came with stuff you know he was just one of those guys like yo all right this is the guy you know but then i mean i was not happy with the way things were you know i couldn't touch this guy's cell phone and I, i i didn't i don't like being giving curfews or I don't like being given restrictions. I'm that type of person. So I felt very uncomfortable, you know. He uh, introduced me to quite a number, not so good celebrity, not like so those well, well-known celebrities, but that he knows like your puppies, you know, and uh, well, some of them are twanas and then they'll be acting on those Mzansi magic, you understand? But then I uh, he knew them. So he, he you know, exposed me to those people and then it was nice Aymara I was just not comfortable it's like I giggle I don't I don't know my place so let me just ask these questions and when I asked that's when I actually pushed him away because like I think he didn't understand why am I asking when I'm getting everything sort of you understand but then I just didn't know it was wrong to do that I just thought like you know it's the right thing to be honest with you I thought I'm the girlfriend he's the boyfriend whereas this guy is married the only time I got to know that he's married was when I asked the guy who became friends with me being friends with him as well he started asking me out so it's like i boy you know i mean i'm dating tabo most then why are you asking me out so it's like ah come on don't be acting like that tabo is married i was like tabo is married d i don't know anything about that and then he's like okay okay please don't uh sell me out here but yeah tabo is married most tabo uh, has always been married um uh, maybe he didn't tell you but then don't tell him i told you and then i kept quiet for two days and then after that and then i stay and like i asked for a talk with him I, I asked for us to sit down and then he booked a, uh, okay no we didn't book a table sorry went to mug and bean I remember it was very much it was a Monday morning and then I told him that I know he's married and stuff like that he said hey I'm not willing to talk about that I'm not going to say yes I'm not going to say no but uh, you decide what you want to do I think I took too long to respond and then Tabo was like ah you know what Kule um, I understand where you are coming from and if you're not comfortable with this I don't want to tell you for the same reason so I guess then it's fine for us to actually part ways it was for me it was not well it was the only breakup that i felt like you know what i don't even want to know this person ever you know because i felt like he was a liar you know he lied he should have just told me and i felt broken sort of but it was not deep that deep because it was not that long as well i think i was more angry about my not now going to have these perks that actually came with him being in the relationship so i guess that's why i got so angry when he left and uh, my not 
having any option but to just keep quiet you know and then just let things be also having my pride you know i needed to live with my dignity so tabo left her never saw him ever again didn't keep contact with him it was just one of those blunt cutoffs yeah that was tabo cool and then i was still staying in um red no, Redbury park sorry i was still staying in south gates and then ah so yeah now guys so everything is going on and then what happens is now i am in business i am working i am busy my aunt stays in soweto so that's where her house is so one time i decided let me go and visit her i was no longer dating i was already off of this life of I, 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 these guys and going out i started keeping indoors you know and even with Nomvula, the only place we used to go out to was now Protea Hotel, which is um, a Protea Hotel that is in a new town. Is it new town, guys? Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Protea Hotel in new town. So we only used to go there for wine. And I was like, we met those ANC guys there. And then we just catch a conversation. And I was no longer into dating. So I said, let me just give myself a break after Tabo gave myself a break and then i concentrated on everything else just not them or anything else yeah cool and then yeah so um one day i decided let me go and visit my aunt so i went to visit my aunt in, in soweto i had not visited her for a very long time while staying in johannesburg so when i went down I was not I, I I I was not too sure how to go about going to her house but I knew if I, how to get home from where she stays the the only place I needed to get to was uh, was Maponya Mall. So when I got to Maponya Mall I uh, I I gave a lift to two ladies um from Southgate and then it just so happened that they're going to Soweto so I was like okay cool guys you're going to direct me this is where I'm going they're like yeah we're good so I dropped them off and then I went there so when I went there she was like oh wow it's nice to see you and I also was going down because I wanted to tell her that I will um I'm planning on going home in in two in two days two days no, no, it was in a day. So I wanted to find out from her. I think it was during those times where we were going for leave. No, no, it was not December leave, but then, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't leave. I had just taken some days off and it was going home. So when I got there to tell her that, she's like, oh my gosh. Um, I was also intending to sleep over. So she said, no, I'm also going home. So I'm driving down. But I am driving down um, tonight. It's like, oh, what a coincidence. So that's why I came. It's like, okay, uh, ish. And this is Kuku was seeing my car for the very first time. She, I, because, of course, we didn't communicate, you know. So she said, oh, hey, yeah, how about you come with us? Oh, my God was down. I was like, ah, guys, my family, my mom and everything. Remember, my mom is in Phoenix. Then she was going to Kwamashu. So I was like, ah, my mom knows I'm coming tomorrow. And I've already planned that I'm using my car and then I'm going down. So, ah, guys, you know, go. And then she insisted. She's like, no, man, Kule, come with us. You know, you'll help me with driving halfway and everything, you know. So I was like, ah, 
okay so first off i was like ah, i was wearing leggings and a t-shirt and then i was like hey, it's going to get cold but then guys it's fine let's go uh but uh, let me shower and put some stuff um i've got a leather jacket so i'm gonna take it with because it's going to get cold so guys ah shame i parked my car guys and then we went but before we went siskuku's son ot shame otando may his soul rest in peace um he kept on saying i want us to go guys you know he kept on insisting come on man let's go and this is because like we're still tired because we had we had been i was coming from work and then i decided to come there and um she also had come from work but they knew that she's going to be going to well i was going home traveling home and then but then she said i how about we sleep a couple of hours and then we'll leave maybe around um 12 o'clock so that we are fresh when we wake up and then we leave but then your otando insisted he was like i man um i'm just he started crying otando was at the time i think he was eight years insisted and then yeah and then sisko who said i think it was about half past eight she said hey guys this child is not going to give us a break let's go and then I was like, okay, cool. Let me just put on my jackets. Um, I don't know if something was wrong with this Google's heater. I was like, I, okay, let me put on my jackets. Let's go. And then I sit in the front seat and um, I put my seat, seat belt on. Yo, guys, so we drove. Ah, shame. We drove and um, we drove very nicely. So we were playing nice music. It was gospel music. Started with Rebecca, and then from Rebecca, we went to Joya Celebration. Siskuku is a big fan of Joya Celebration. So, on the way, we passed. I remember very vividly, clearly, clearly so. So then, yeah, guys. So then, we um, we went to Montrose, um, halfway stop. We ate. Otando didn't want to eat anything. He was like, no, I'm fine, guys. Let's go. I just want to go home. And uh, we ate in the car. We drank. And then um, we had just, I think we left Montrose. It was like 20 minutes because it was in Fun Reunion. Might be mixing it up a bit, just a bit. But... Um, the next thing that I remember was seeing the speedometer going 160, 180 to 20 to 40 from Siskuku's car. And I remember hearing screams in the car. And um, I remember your the car turning and i remember counting how many times the car is turning very clearly guys so not only that moment but i know from that moment it was just one of those things where god reconfirms that i'm here not only god sorry but then the angel that he sends for each and every person that to say that i'm here because when everything was happening around that time I was cognizant that of the of the fact that I'm in an accident, and the car is rolling, and I counted twelve times that the car rolled, but I couldn't see what was happening inside the car. 
but all I could literally see was the car has a very bright light inside very bright light and I could see everything that is happening I could feel it and nothing is happening in my body so the car stopped finally and when it stopped I remember my wanting to go out of the car or get out of the car sorry but I couldn't because I was stuck inside the car um and then there were two and then I think I passed out because the only thing I do remember straight after that was when I was outside the car and there were paramedics and then uh when paramedics were there I remember turning when I turned I saw the foil and for the longest time ever I had known that when I see a foil someone has left us and in this case I knew someone has left us it's just that I didn't know who it was so the paramedics they kept on saying uh, stay with us stay with us and then I was fine nothing was wrong with me the only thing I came up with came out with was a bump on my shoulder because if you took a look at what my jacket was I had a phone guys it lost everything and it was not in the era of um, photos automatically saving onto your google photos cool so I had a big bump that was in my shoulder and um, that was like yeah the only thing that um, I came up with which was patched with uh some a piece of skin that was from my borax yeah or buttocks that's how, if that's how you pronounce it yeah because most of it was um i was scraped in the uh, in, in the street or in the pad road pad so yeah good thing it was a leather jacket it was pure so it took a lot of us uh, you know it took firstly the the scrapings of the road you know and then i took the race cool I was able to, you know, um, and the nerves from that area died. So that's why I didn't feel any pain. I only felt pain straight after because all the, the nerves around the area was dead. Yeah. So cool. So when I got to the hospital, um, we had, we had glasses in our mouths because, uh, yeah, of course the car rolling and we were put into separate beds according to how serious our conditions was. This school was out because she was really serious, like, Yo, she was horribly injured um and then my um my, my little cousin guando also was horribly injured she had broken her, her bone um her, her shoulder her shoulder pad and uh, that's all that i came off with and unfortunately we lost our sweethearts we lost our old team um not going to go to the visions of what it was but it was just terrible cool and i remember they i i i, I asked them i asked the paramedics uh who is it and then they said oh you mean the little boy and then i knew oh it's ot um and then i asked is there anyone else and then they said yeah the two others made it but we're gonna send them to separate wards because um they were horribly injured and then i was like okay you know when you're coming from that situation you you are numbed you know there's no way you feel anything you know you're just numbed you know you're still confused cool and the, from the car that we came off 
like we didn't understand how come we were still alive anyway one of those things and then in the morning um they were yeah the nurses came they cleaned us up and you know took up bottles from our mouths and my mom came she came to see us and um she said i'm going to take you to school no 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 i'm mixing things up a bit here first of all i asked there was a guy who was he was wearing white stuff but he was not a doctor he was cleaning i said please take me to my aunt i wanted to see how she was doing i knew which ward she was in so he said he's gonna take me there and then i said um uh, I also need to buy some yogurt. Um, so I don't have any money now, but I know I'm going to have money later on. My mom, when my mom comes, please get me yogurt. He was like, no, it's fine. I'll get you yogurt because I'm going to be doing night shift. Whenever you get the money, you're going to give it to me. Then he came, he, he pushed my bed to see my aunt. And then I went there. Um, and then I saw her and then I was like, I asked, how is she doing? One of the strongest people I know is Siskoko. She didn't cry. She didn't show any emotions. And then I was like, um, so yeah, I know that everyone is going to be fine. I wanted to hide the fact that I already knew that OT had left us. And I thought that she didn't know. And then I was like, yeah, everything is going to be fine, you know, and uh, everyone is going to be well. Because she was also very badly injured. I wanted to also just make her feel comfortable that everyone is fine. And then she, and then I said, yeah. And then I said, yeah. I, I also went and saw OT and Wando. So they fun. She's like, no, don't, don't worry, Kuli. I already know. My heart's sick. So she, I was like, you already know. She's like, yeah, I know. OT is gone. Um, the nurses told me. She wasn't crying. I cried like a baby. I think. That was the only time that it's saying that your OT has left us. So I think I cried not only because OT left us, but I cried at how she welcomed it. I felt her pain. I couldn't fathom how does a mother deal with such. So I cried like a child. I asked the guy, please take me back. So he took me back. I bought me the yogurt. I couldn't eat the yogurt. I remember the next day, I fed it to Uguando uh, because she was able to to eat after that. I pushed the bed. And then our, um, our parents, well, yeah, our parents, my grand. Mom came to see me. Grand went to see Ususkuku that side. And Uguando's um, um, father came. And then shame he had not known yet what was going on, and he asked where he kept on asking where is OT where is OT, and no one wanted to answer because everyone was in the same room when the family was there, so uh, finally, um, uh, Malum was like, uh, okay, let me talk to you, and he took him outside and then he informed him, I've never been, I've never actually seen a guy so shattered. About the loss of um, one or his life, he was shattered. He was one of those situations. Um, we buried our OT. Our, I made it for the for the funeral, and uh, I was released from hospital very quickly. And it was just a couple of tranquilizers that I got anyway. Yeah. So yeah, and then that was it. Yeah. 
and straight after that it was time for me to go back to Johannesburg yeah so I am going to take you back to the, um, the continuation of how life went on from there yeah